action. Good morning and praise the Lord. This is Reverend Dewana Smith Gallon, or some of you may know me as Chaplain Dewana, and I'm coming to you this morning via broadcast of my podcast. And I want to leave you with a message called Our Rearview Mirror is Smaller Than the Windshield, Isn't It? Our rearview mirror is smaller than the windshield, isn't it? The scripture that I want you to talk about as a focus is coming from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 2, which says, Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Set your mind on things above and not on earthly things. And the second scripture I want to use is coming from the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 22 and 23. And I've been using this scripture a lot throughout this past week. It says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your mind. Let me say it again. Ephesians 4, 22 and 23. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your mind. So today I want to just talk a little bit about the rearview mirror. It is smaller than the windshield, isn't it? Today we rise to new mercies. We rise to new grace. We rise to new hope, believing in what is, making way for us all in our wilderness. Our wilderness is either from us to us, Our wilderness is either from a systemic force, but we can possibly be made a product of that, which is from the created wilderness. Examples could be from deep, dark family broken systems. The wilderness could be living in the environment of our mess is. The wilderness can be endorsed from communities of brain of crab barrels. Everyone has a lot of activity. They they talk a lot. They're very active. They're spinning wheels going up and down, but never ever completing tasks effectively, efficiently, on time, without chaos nor any integrity. They seem to let us know what we've done wrong, what we should have done, what we lack, and all along trying to suck out every energy and positive fuel to only deplete us, to discourage us, to leave us feeling filthy, sucking out all of our visions. Yes, he or she are vision killers too. They have characteristics of charisma and are very charming. That the glue that we may attach, it may be the glue that attaches us to them, their charismatic behavior. 
They come off as shiny. Seems like they know their stuff. No one knows better than him or her. Am I in your car or am I in your neighborhood right now? With all of this going on, it's to kill, steal, and to destroy. Not necessarily with obvious weapons, but those weapons of mass destruction that stood on our places. The dots, the spoken words, the anger, the downtrodden. These systems, they're foster mistreating others. Systems by some powerful people or groups of people. You may not know that he or she is being exploited or underpaid. You may not know that you're being exploited or underpaid. You may be talked about by different types of groups that only come in the form of godliness, but they're really coming to oppress you. They may be talking about pulling away, removing anything, and not raising up anything, just dangling carrots in your face. But the but then once you try to reach for the carrot, they snatch it away and then say, I told you so, I told you so. Well, God is calling us today to let go of all of this and move past the rhetoric of stuff such as this. Time and time, history tells us to let it's time to move forward. There's another thing I want to talk about along with this, and that is Jesus. The Bible entails Jesus' wilderness experience. We're not the only ones that had a wilderness experience. Jesus had one too. And like our experience, it represents intense experiences of stark need for food and water. People today are hungry. They're starving. People today don't know how they're going to make it. Something is really, really wrong with this. The isolation could be the wilderness. Remember Elijah in the still small voice? People today are doing social distancing. No touching, no connections. I still think something is wrong with this because God didn't create us to be beings of isolation. People are questioning what's danger and looking for quick fences. One would think that by now, everyone will have a prayer closet in place because you're home so that they can hear divine deliverance and not trust nasty king and the weird politics, the vile gutter sniper type communications, the social media and all the rhetoric that comes with it only coming to bring you down and to disarm you. Now, there are many things going on, but I want to bring you back to the focus of the wilderness. Just look at some examples of people that had wilderness experiences. Remember Moses. He spent 40 years in the, the Midian as a shepherd. Then there was Joseph who spent years in Egypt, first as a slave, then as a prisoner. David spent years in the wilderness fleeing for his life from Saul. Yet somehow we think we should be exempted from our wilderness trials. I call the corona COVID 
19 a wilderness did you ever notice where Yahweh frequently um, where Yahweh frequently went to pray did you ever think about where Yahweh frequently prayed it was in the wilderness because let me tell you the wilderness is a desolate place but it is a place in life where we develop intimacy with God. Another thing, when Jesus was in the wilderness, he experienced for 40 days. He always answered the enemy with, it is written. He never wavered from the word of God. Some of us are in the wilderness experience right now, more so than others. And then the spirit of God is leading you to fast. As Jesus fasted and stand ground, stand your ground on what you know to be true in his world. Notice in the scripture that he was led into the wilderness by the Spirit. God does not give wisdom, but I'm sorry, let me say that again. God does give us wisdom, but wisdom has to be regarded. Stop feeling guilty about being in the wilderness. I know that for many, after some experiences that we have had, it has taken us to a new place in God that you would never have gotten to otherwise. God wants you to, God wants you to know that you should stop feeling guilty about where you are, what's going on with you, and begin to see that he can bring you to new levels, into a new place of maturity and strength in him. How do I know this? It is because I've been in that place where I'm now talking about. It wasn't because of my cute smile. It was because God saw something and he rose me up as I was getting closer to him. You see in Romans 8:28, and you know that all things work together for good to them that love the God, love the Lord, and those called according to his purpose. This test will bring you to your best. It has been a long time of testing for many of you, but the test is only there to bring two things to its believers in life for promotion and so that you would know what you know that you know Jesus said that the man who is standing through the storms of life when the winds blow and the and the storms of life come is the man who not only hears the word but does the word these are the people who have been in the trials and have stood in the word of God and proven that it works by experience. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who are by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. I want to think about, I often think about the song um, that used to come on in the 70s by Andre Crouch 
and he sang it and says through it all saying if I never have a problem I wouldn't know that God could solve them through it all I'm learning to trust in Jesus I'm learning to trust in God so today I want to invite everyone to spend more intimate time with God he rose with all power don't stay stuck on the past and not on not on things from before Jesus rose with all powers in his hand so today it's just a plate a piece of the rearview mirror if you let it be so everything is being shaken yet but this yet once signifies the removing of what is shaken as being made that what is not shaken may remain this is the one reason that those shaking comes into our life so that we will know that we know and will not be shaken when we begin to minister to others in other words it will become life in you and life to those that you will minister to because it is been proven and to be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God the Lord is saying I have only allowed the test of your life in your life to bring promotion the enemy is the one who comes in the and to tempt you in the testing to get you off of my word. But I am the one who brings great capacity in you to be able to stand on my word in the days ahead. A great anointing will rest upon you and be in you and minister out of you, having experienced my word and the enemy's attack upon that word. A greater compassion will come upon you for those that have not been through these things, especially the younger ones in me that have knowledge but no experience, teach them that I love them and am for them. You have learned to trust me through it all and you and will not be shaken to the next season. The fear that will even try to grip you will only pass by you. For my word is settled in you and made its home in your heart. In these areas that you have passed the test, you will never be shaken, for you have become one with me in this. In this next season, you will be able to pour out what has not been shaken, but has become engrafted in you. You have now become my word made flesh to the world. You will be shaken because you are not a house built on a rock. Go now in the power of my spirit. And when the devil has ended all of the temptation, he departed from him for a season. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him 
through all the region around him. And he taught in his synagogues, being glorified in all. So I just want to tell you, just keep moving forward. Pay attention to what God is giving you and the food that God is giving you. Don't look back and regret what God is giving you because it's those things that God has given you to help give you the fuel to move forward. So today and this week, remember, the rearview mirror is smaller than the windshield. And we have to make sure that the rearview mirror is always smaller than the windshield. Have a blessed and wonderful day in the Lord. And remember that Jesus is Lord.